This is 36ers Live on SEM. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors and Panasonic Air Conditioning. Come home to your perfect environment. This is the day's play for Drinkwise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Paul Bonds of Rupert Sapwell with you as we've seen the Adelaide 36ers uh, get their pants pulled down a little. The Wildcats 100 defeated the Sixers 82 in front of 9,468 people. That is a sellout here in Adelaide. Uh, Sapper, uh, let's have a look at some stats first for budget car and truck rental. Well, uh, Wildcat shooting all night was excellent. Both teams started absolutely red hot. Wildcats were able to maintain that. In the end, they were 52% field goals, which is you know, pretty darn good. But from the three-point line, 48 percent 12 of 25 excellent going there and a very impressive 16 of 17 from the free throw line that was pretty much you know the shooting stats were the the difference there you contrast that 16 of 17 from the free throw line for perth but 12 of 25 48 percent miserable return from the free throw line yes sixes are generally pretty good from there and if you add sort of eight or so points from the free throw line there and they only lose by 18 all of a sudden it's a 10 point game and things start to feel a little bit different uh two pointers on field goal percentage 45 not terrible from the sixes four of 20 from the three-point line was though and generally um well when the sixes have performed well over the last few weeks under scott ninnis they've done better from the three-point line than they did tonight couldn't find a way to make that credit to the wildcats defense for forcing them to shoot uh contested shots Biggest moment of the game, I thought, was the first few minutes after halftime. Bryce Cotton comes out of half at nine points, and then in a few minutes, he's up to 20, and he just blew that game open real quick in that third quarter. Hiram Harris, I also thought, was excellent getting to the basket, and it's a great foil for Cotton. Whenever Cotton wasn't open, it was a fake handoff and a drive to the basket. Just kept those things going there. And then that, that lead got out to about 14 or so in that third quarter early, and the complexion of the game changes. So yes. That was the telling moment of the game, I thought, and the real important statistics were the shooting numbers for both teams. Well, that third that third quarter, Perth outscored Adelaide twenty-eight to nine. Uh, you know, nine-point quarter, coming off what was a reasonably good scoring first half for Adelaide. Uh, they they trailed by five points at quarter time, six points at half time, twenty-five points at three-quarter time. The lead did get out to thirty at one point. And uh, in the end, the margin was 18 points. Um, the player of the game for Burbank Homes, inspiring design and personal service, is, was it just the Bryce Cotton show? I think it was. You know, it was just a, an accumulation and just a weight of his brilliance, really. I just, it's hard to come up with more superlatives to what, what he does. And it's just, it's like, a, I don't know, it would be just like a, um, a, a predator, just cruising around until he picks the right moment and this unleashes devastation on his poor prey and unfortunately the on-ball defense was the was the prey for sixes that day it was a, a high screen and then because isaac humphreys is a rim protector he wasn't near the three-point line where you need to be to stop those bryce cotton onslaughts and uh, he was too far away on that one and and uh, they knocked a few down and then that forced Ninnis to sub Isaac Humphreys out because they needed someone more mobile in there. Sadly, that didn't stop the the three-point onslaught. And it also meant that our only offensive option all night, Isaac Humphreys, who was finished with game equal game-high 24 points, 
he was off the floor. So all yes. of a sudden the Sixers couldn't score. So that third quarter, as you mentioned, Bonds, 28 to 9, it was still sadly not the worst quarter defensively for the Sixers. The first quarter was. They gave up a ton of points, 34 in that first quarter. It was that nine-point offensive stagnation that really cost them and couldn't find a bucket when Isaac Humphreys wasn't out there. Yeah, it was a uh, disappointing second half, absolutely. It, pl points off the bench, I just noticed on the stat, stat sheet here. Perth 39 to Adelaide 20. Um, I thought Nick Marshall contributed well uh, when he came on, but um, a, just that, you know, again, Jesse Wagstaff coming off the bench and hitting a couple of big threes. Um, even Aquera hit hit a three-pointer just, just when the Sixers, I guess, didn't need it. They just uh, made big buckets all night, in, and especially in that third quarter just to break the game over. Well, they were doing it within the offense, too. They didn't have yeah. to play one-on-one -on -one basketball. I mean, when you got someone... Uh, a lot of open shots. Yeah, so. there was, you know, and just the, the rotations weren't coming. How many times did you say that during yeah. the game? That, that you know, where where's the help? Yeah, where's the rotation? And look, you know, that that needs to be addressed because you can't continue to give up high percentage three point shots, and those high percentage three point shots come because one person will rotate to the next play, and then that next person in line to rotate just stays at home, and so you've got to get that third person out there and just. Make it just make them make that extra pass and you yes. don't get those rhythm three point shots, then. But most NBL players will be able to make a high percentage of shots, particularly the types of shots that Perth were getting. And once they started rolling, then they were taking contested shots. The Sixers finally woke up defensively, but it was too late, they were just rolling too. And confidence is a very palatable uh, substance when you're trying to create runs during games. Yeah, uh, what, what would Scott Ninnis be saying to his players now? So you say much, or do you just leave it to... Well, okay, so this is the second-place team on the ladder. Yes. They just played the first-place team two games ago in Melbourne United. So they've played some good teams. Now, they would have gone into today's game feeling relatively confident. You know, they've played Coming good up teams. Win. Yeah, that's right. But also, you know, the what the Wildcats have had to endure with travel. But Wildcats showed that, you know, it's nothing about your body, nothing about your mindset. But uh, I think Scott would say, look three decent quarters because in that, that fourth quarter was uh, essentially Sixers probably won that one. So Yeah, they did, 25 to 18. Yeah, so, you know, like credit Trenton Flowers, that sort of exuberance of youth. He didn't put the you know, the chin in the in the chest. He just kept going. So he was decent. And then we got some good scoring again from Isaac Humphreys down low. So he was continued his dominance throughout the game. But um, it was really only that third quarter and you, you can't have those things. And people go, oh, yeah, you're close, you're close. Well, that's, an, that's the difference between first and last. You know, right now the Sixers will have those lapses where you, you do that. And that's, that is indicative of teams that underperform or that end up down the bottom of the ladder is that they're competitive for most of the game, but it's only those minutes with it that compound and you, you go from four to six to eight to ten. And then if you're ten down, then it goes from, you know, you get another yes. one of those runs and then it's, it's over. So, yeah, the yeah. Wildcats blew that out. Um, hot shooting for sure, but the Sixers didn't adjust to defend the three-point line with any vigour in that game. I think that was the biggest disappointment. Hey guys. We have uh, Jacob Wiley's been kind enough to join us after the game. Uh, you're not late, mate. You are absolutely perfectly on time, um, and it's great to have you with us. We appreciate you coming up and having a chat with us after what, in the end, was a disappointing third term that just blew the game open. Yeah, where, it's like, where do we start, huh? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, look, per, look credit to Perth. That, that's, there's a reason they're number two in the league, and they've been on the streak they've been on. They're extremely well coached. Um, we knew that even when they were on their slide early in the season that they were a dangerous team. Anytime you got a guy like Bryce Cotton on the floor, uh, it, they're going to be tough to guard. And I just think tonight we got away from what we did well in Brisbane against Brisbane, which was playing with confidence, energy, getting stops, pushing the ball. We didn't do that tonight. Uh, we played too much in the half court, um, stagnant offense, lack of lackadaisical defense, and uh, that's that's the result you get. Well, that was as good a shooting performance as I've seen for a long time. They were knocking them down for every, yes. everywhere, and you know, obviously you, that's an, a known thing for Bryce. And it's a we we thought that before the game it was going to be a bit of cat and mouse there with coaching because when you have Isaac Humphreys on the floor you know you, you're going to be in drops coverage or that just seems to be how that happens and so yeah. he's going to get some space to do stuff yep. so that puts a lot of pressure on everything else he was going great down the other end they didn't have an answer for him right. uh, def defensively but in the, in the end um, you know they broke the sixes because we had to sub uh, Isaac out and that meant that our offense dried up in that third quarter as well because he only scored nine points in that third quarter. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, you know, we, we our emphasis was to get the ball inside uh, to make them have to guard the big fella and um, he, look, he was great tonight. You know, nothing nothing against him and we're never going to ask him to show on defense. We're going to ask him to stay in the paint and protect and it's on the rest of us to kind of pick up that that slack and um and we we just weren't effective tonight and uh you know again they're extremely well coached they exploited every all of our weaknesses uh, defensively and you know that's the result so that's it's a rough one too but um you know i think there's we're trending upwards i feel like there's a, there's an energy in the group there that for perhaps sure. wasn't there for a while do you feel that in the group yeah and you know and i feel like scotty still still is uh tinkering with lineups uh, trying to find out like who's starting the game well. We had some really bad starts to start the season, except for last game we came out firing. And uh, you know, for us, if we don't have a good start, it's hard for us to play from behind. You know, the, the uphill battle for us. You know, you see, we'll come back, but we run out of gas. You know, the big fellow, run, you know, he's running out of gas. He's doing everything, and uh, you know, like you mentioned, that third quarter was was what you could see the drop off. I've been impressed with your playmaking. I don't feel like the last time you were at the Sixers you had the same level of maybe game understanding. I'm, I mean that in the greatest amount of yeah, respect. I yeah, feel like your yeah. your game awareness, your basketball IQ, maybe that's a European thing. I'm not sure. But I, yeah. You're making some really good reads and assists this year. Yeah, I try to let the game come to me. I'm trying not to force it and just be efficient. Um, we got guys on our team that, you know, they need shots. They need to get rhythm. You know, I just try to fill in the gaps and be kind of a glue guy. Uh, and, you know, playing in Europe, you definitely learn how to do that. Uh, so for me, I'm just trying to, you know, if the team needs 20 points one night, if they need six assists the next night, and just always trying to defend and rebound and, um, you know, just stand in my lane as a player. Uh, you always bring fantastic energy. I love that. I know that you feel, I don't know if that's a conscious thing, whether you're wanting to be that coffee bean. Have you heard that, comment, that uh, term before? Have you heard coffee bean before? No, yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you a story about that later. That's another thing. But uh, oh, I'll tell you now because we've got, yeah, got, got a bit of time. Yeah. we got a bit of time. All right. Okay. There's, there's, there's three things you can put in hot water. One is a carrot and it goes soft. Oh, yeah. One is an egg and it goes hard. And the other is a coffee bean, which spreads the love all the way through it. I love that. So, yes. so you know, adversity is, is the hot water. So if you if you either go soft, you're a carrot. You either hardens you up and you become ineffective because you're too callous. Or 
whatever you give, whatever you've got to give, you spread amongst everyone else. And I reckon he's a coffee bean because well, he, wow. he's, he's doing that. So, Well, I pre- that means a lot. Thank you. I um, appreciate that, man. So, so you get a little coffee bean on, the, <laughs> on your Jordans. Thanks. Yeah, hey, I, love, I love drinking coffee, so that's good. <laughs> so, so I'm watching you with Trenton Flowers. You know, I know that he's a guy who's going to be up and down like this, but I, you're pumping his tires constantly, yeah. and you understand that. And, you know, he's doing some nice things off the ball now, which he didn't do before, and he's still, you know, running around and getting in people's way, and that's yeah, that's the thing, but that's, that's, that'll come. <laughs> but his enthusiasm and his energy is there, and I know that you're the first person, if he misses a shot, you're the first person to reach out and slap him on the yeah. chest and get him going that way. Like, is that a thing that you felt like you needed to do? I mean, look, uh, I feel for Trenton, man. Being 18, uh, playing in a league like this, I can't even imagine. I could barely chew, my, chew gum and uh, tie my <laughs> shoes at the same time at 18, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just have a lot of respect for him in general, being an 18-year-old, uh, stepping out on that floor, starting. Um, it's a big responsibility. It's a lot of pressure. And, uh, you know, I feel like, especially the veteran guys, it's, it's easy to kind of be like, all right, you know, and, and don't worry about Trenton or whatever. But I think he's a confidence player. So if you can give him confidence, if you can, you know, lift him up when he makes a mistake, you know, hype him up when he does something good, um, you know, the, he'll, he'll trend in a positive direction. Um, obviously, it's a tough situation if the team's not performing well and he's just trying to find his niche. But uh, it, for me, it's just always trying to help him become a better pro, I think, you know, because at the end of the day, he was playing high school basketball. Mm, you know, yes. the professional game is a totally different thing, even just on the day to day, you know, just trying to help him in practice, helping him prepare, helping him deal with things off the court. Uh, it's, it's a lot more than just, you know, what people see uh, in the game. Give us an insight into the the new regime of Scott and Innes now. Has there been any palpable, noticeable difference from your perspective or the players' perspective? And how does that feel? I mean, I understand that there's different rotations now, and people's you know that's going to create different dynamic as well. Sure. But what have you felt like? There's been a net positive or negative? What do you feel like? Uh, I feel like it's been a net positive for sure. Um, I think you touched on it earlier. There's a little, there's a different energy of the group, different you know swagger in the group. We didn't show that tonight, but if you you know, three out of the last four games we've played with with a lot of confidence and energy, uh, and he simplified things for us. You know, I think a lot of guys were, were were not you know on the same page. There were some some roles that weren't defined, and Scotty came in and said, "Hey, this is what you you and you are going to do. This is what we're going to do as a team. This is my role as the coach. This is his role. You know, and and let's just get back to the basics, um, which is obviously tough in the middle of the season, <laughs> but." Yeah. Um, we're, we're basically starting over. Uh, you see a lot of simplified offense. You know, we're not trying to do too much. We're still learning, you know, uh, the example I gave earlier with, with Trenton in that starting lineup, uh, just having, you know, having him in the right places. And uh, Scotty, he's been doing a lot. Um, but the, bi- the biggest thing he's done for us is give us confidence. You know, he gives us the free reign. Hey, you guys get the rebound, run, shoot when you're open. You see guys like Nick Marshall playing with more confidence. Some of the younger guys getting more uh, opportunities, and uh, I, I appreciate Scotty for doing that. So having said that, what was his message after tonight? It, you know, it's tough. It's tough to talk about a game like that. Um, emotions are high. Obviously, everyone's upset. You never want to uh, have a showing like that in front of your home crowd. Um, but, you know, us as a team, we came together and said, look, guys, we have to be better. We got to be better for Scotty. We got to be better for our fans. Regardless of how this season ends up, like we got to have pride as 36ers, you know, for the people that pay money to come watch us. Like, let's like figure this out, you know. So, you've got a you've got a basketball, you've rubbed it, and a genie has popped out, right? <laughs> What's the you get one wish? What's the one wish on this team that you think you know, that team needs to get better at to get better at overnight? What would it be? 
Oh, man. One wish. I think for this team to get better overnight, everyone has to get delegate more to each other. I yep. think sometimes guys try to take it into their own hands too much. Yep. And it's not a selfish thing. It's I want to win thing, yep. you know. And sometimes it works. Sometimes the ball goes in. But obviously sometimes it doesn't. And you got to be able to delegate a good shot for a great shot, uh, playing for each other, calling plays for each other, helping each other defensively. Uh, playing a little bit more for each other. It's not that you know it's a, it's a selfish thing. It's more of an awareness thing. It's more of a of a of a trust thing, and um, that's and that in, injects confidence with the team. If I make an extra pass to Nick Marshall and he knocks down a three, hey, we're all happy. Mm. We're all happy about mm. that. Instead of me forcing a shot, or if I rotate and, and help someone that gets beat on defense and get a rebound, block a shot. Every you know everyone feels like we have each other's back. When we play like that, we're really good. When we don't. You see one pass shot, turnovers, third quarter. Break, break, yeah, breakdowns yeah. Yeah. defensively. You, you see it because th- we were in the game third quarter, mm. and yes. you see guys going, "Okay, I, I, I gotta go, I gotta go, mm. I gotta get my." And it, it is a team like Perth is too good; they're gonna exploit you. Yeah, it's a quality of shot, wasn't it? You know, it seemed like every shot. I mean, Bryce can take whatever shot he yeah, wants right. because he's that <laughs> high in the air and that far away from everyone that looks yeah. like a good shot. Yeah. But everyone else, you know, they, they were in their lane, they were doing their thing, and the types of shots they were getting are the types of shots they always get. Yep. Uh, whereas here, yeah, and there were, there were moments in that third quarter where I felt like, I don't know where we're getting our shot from, and it was, it was, it was laboured. It, everyone was dribbling the ball, and it, was, it was, wasn't enough ball movement and play movement. And, yeah, and without um, a focus in there like Humphreys was, yeah, the plan seemed to dissolve. So, yeah, right. was that a fair comment? Oh, totally fair yeah. comment. And, um yeah, that's not that's not on the coaches or the staff. That's on us as players. You know, we're the ones that are on the floor. We're the ones we all know how to play basketball. We've all been pros a long time. You know, minus minus Trenton and uh, yeah, it's, for me, there's no excuse for that. Before we let you go, um, Santa look after you the other day. Oh yeah, well you know I got my kids running around. That's that's yep. that's more you know Santa came. Funnest for, Christmas ever. Right? Yeah, Santa Santa came for the kids. You know, uh, ate all ate, ate the cookies we left out for him and uh, <laughs> and left a lot of presents. So no, it's 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 always a fun time. You, get, you get a pumpkin pie out at your house, do you? Or oh, we ate so much brisket, pumpkin <laughs> pie, stuffing. You know, it was basically like Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving back home. You put like, on a brisket. Like Christmas here. Oh no, I didn't. But we 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 <laughs> ate. Ah, that's for sure. all right, okay, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, appreciate. You, you're coming and having a chat with us after the game. It's always good to have a chat no, with you. No, thanks for having me. Man. And uh, have a happy new year, and um, we'll be back here in January. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Jacob Wiley from the Adelaide 36ers joining us uh, after the game. Not the result they wanted tonight, Sapper, but uh, um, I guess it's back to the drawing board. It is, you know, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to, it's hard to talk to Jacob Wiley without feeling good about life. <laughs> And maybe it's just positive there. It's and hundred percent. And you're trying to build a, a a team. He is the ultimate glue guy. And I, you, you, I'm watching him all the way through. And he's 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 nonstop. He's like a, I don't know. He's like a puppy that's meeting new people. He just goes over yeah. and makes everyone else everyone's life better. Just yeah. you know, you're coming yeah. in and, and touches wagon. everyone. You know. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's doing a bit disservice to call him a puppy because he's absolutely aware of what he's doing there, and he it's a conscious decision to be a positive influence on everyone. But and you know he's done a uh, a really good job there, and you know he's going to give you energy all the time, and and you you need a few of those in order to make sure your energy up. Hiram Harris was absolutely that for the Wildcats tonight, and he was a very effective player. And Jacob Wiley's had an outstanding season so far, and I think if you talk to most 36er um, people, 
he's a definite keeper for the future as well and playing very well for his team. I'd, I'd love the 36ers to keep this group together and maybe add just a, a one or two players because they haven't done that over the past five seasons. It's, it's just been new, almost a, a broom through the place every uh, every couple every season. So it'd be great to hang on and let them develop. Oh, well, that's a conversation that uh, a lot of people have over a barbecue and a beer because, yes. um, you know, like the, there has been a mercenary culture at the 36ers for a, a number of years now and people are coming here to, you know, what is the 36er culture? What is it? What, who are the 36ers? What style of game do they play? It's been all over the place, and yes. there's been chopping and changing of coaches, so that's understandable that there's no style. But at their best, uh, there was stability around the club, and um, you could tell going in what you were going to get. And there were, ter- there were players who you know, played out multiple contract terms, not just you know two or three years and gone again, or what year and gone. So it's hard for the 36er loyal fans to get a beat on players, but they're turning up anyway. And uh, you know, imagine uh, having Another a successful crowd team. Tonight. Yeah, so look, there's a lot to like about what's going on off the court, and there have been signs of um, enthusiasm and life in the last few weeks with the team in terms of the the energy. Didn't have it tonight. Just you know, got blown out by a highly um, performing team, and Wildcats were very, very good tonight. But signs of life so far, and and uh, you know, I don't don't think you can. You know, drop your head and, and get all upset by losing to a very good team tonight. This is the day's play for Drink Wise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. When we come back, Sabah's going to give us his player of the game right here on NBL Live. This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors and Panasonic Air Conditioning. Come home to your perfect environment. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. The Wildcats get the win by 18 points, 100 to 82 over the Adelaide 36ers. Paul Bonds and Rupert Sapper with you for DrinkWise. You most won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Sapper, um, Kristen Doolittle, his first half, or even opening quarter, he was... Set things for set things up for the Wildcats. Oh, he was unreal. Twelve points in that opening quarter, five of six, and uh, he was just he set that game up because he got the scoring going. Bryce Cotton was good. You know, he had seven points, but it took a little bit of pressure off. He just yes. gabbled to get to his spot. It was just a it it gave them a like a, th- a third level of scoring. You have layups, you have mid range, and you have three pointers. He was that mid range guy, and was just doing a really good job getting to everywhere he wanted there and. So that was a you know a really important factor, and they had 34 points in that first quarter, so they were just absolutely rolling, and he yes. was outstanding. He ended up finishing with 19 points on seven of 11, so still very good. But the best plus minus of the game, he was plus 21 uh, for the game on an 18 point win, so slightly better than average, and finished with five boards as well, a couple of steals, and only one turn. A very efficient game for Christian Doolittle. So he he seems to be finding his feet in the league. I. I, I you know, if you had watched him earlier in the season, you're like, what is he bringing? I don't think he knew where he was. Correct. And that could be, again, we talked about this pregame, but, you know, why were the Wildcats not performing well at the at the start? And it's because everyone was shooting, you yes. know, instead of Bryce Cotton and what it turns out to be Christian Doolittle. So yeah. they seem to be the clear first eaters. And then you have someone like uh, Jesse Wagstaff popping in and being, you know, incredibly efficient as well. He had 12 points and those... Um, and 
think old Jesse Wagstaff had 11 points and Alexander Starr had 12 points. So some good double-figure scoring outputs there. Christian Doolittle, uh, absolutely excellent. I want to cross, touch across to the 36ers mm. now and talk about Isaac Humphrey. So I felt like he was you know, a lone hand. Well, he definitely was a lone hand yes, statistically definitely. in terms of uh, that. He was... You know, 24 points on the 11 of 15, incredibly efficient as well. And, and uh, just, just, I mean, he's back to the Warwick Giddy years of form. He spent some time here and he was very good and he was an MVP candidate before getting injured and then spent a couple of years in Melbourne. But seems to really uh, enjoy and that, Adelaide. And that, sh- and that should be Josh, not Warwick. Oh, did I say Warwick, did I? <laughs> Warwick's never passed, has he? No, jeez. Just dated myself. Yeah, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, look, the, the Giddy time at the Sixers was you, you, you saw a fantastic Isaac now yes got to remind ourselves he's only 25 he's only 25 he, yeah so he's a someone you want to keep around and he's, he looks healthy and you know, the biggest question marks on him were health yes but he's in a real good spot um, emotionally and physically it seems and likes uh, Adelaide yeah he does so you know that's a someone that Adelaide wants to or should be trying to wrap up contractually for a, a few years and the, the Vasiljevic and Isaac Humphreys pick and roll is the best offense uh, the Sixers have at the yes. moment. They're deemed uh, very, very good, and, and Humphreys is moving well without it. And just reminds me of Paul Rogers back in the day for those Wildcats fans still listening. He was just uh, MVP form coming off Ricky Grace's assist and Anthony Stewart's assist. And just, you know, he wasn't a back to the basket guy as much as he was a run in type of guy and finished strong at the rim. And, and uh, it just reminds me a lot of. Isaac Humphreys the way he plays now. So if Isaac yep. Humphreys can get to that sort of form, it'd be uh, awesome for the Sixers. But he um, had five boards as well and was a great rim protector. Yeah, he was good. Uh, for tyre power, selected Kumo ties at slam dunk prices. Who is your player of the game? Well, it's Bryce Cotton. Uh, gets sick of saying that, of course. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an Adelaide person. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll play my cards here. runs deep here, uh, here against does, the Wildcats. It does. And I love it, you know. It's, yes. a, it's a fantastic rivalry. It is. And uh, Bryce Cotton makes it damn hard to hate the Wildcats because he's such a he's such a sportsman, he's such a classy person, and yes, he's, and he's uh, such an awesome player. So he just blew that game open in the start of that third, and that was the telling thing. And he you know he ended up being equal game high scorer, had six assists to go with it, only two turnovers, and he just you know he's a small guy, he gets beat up all the way through. I just don't know how he keeps running. He's incredibly fit. He's a unique athlete. Yes, and uh, and, a, and a shooter that you just you know everyone in the building, no matter if you're a Sixer fan or a passing fan or barely know what's going on, they would have left going, geez, that number 11 for the red is pretty good, isn't he? So, you know, that's just, uh, he was just amazing, Bryce Cotton, and he's uh, by uh, far and away the best player in the game tonight. Can't argue with you there, Sapper. Um, it was uh, he, he just, yeah, he just amazing to watch. And um, the conversation will go on while he's still playing. Is he the best import ever in this league? Um, I think a few years after he finishes, he might just be the standout. Well, you know, and it's only it's only when the peop, the players of this era get the microphone because yes. the players of my era still have the microphone and still talk about Leroy Loggins. Correct. But when once they have the microphone, it'll be all about Bryce Cotton and no one will remember Leroy. But uh, oh, I don't know. They always remember Leroy. Oh, look, you know, he's he's a he's a laconic cat, Leroy, and he'd, yep. he'd be a, he'd be a um, a funny person to talk to because I could tell you Leroy stories all night. But he's uh, you know. Bryce Cotton is one of the greatest of all time, no question. And comparing eras is hard, but he is an incredible scorer and has done it for a long time and a high degree of success. We're very lucky to have him in this league. Uh, and what a league it is. Uh, just seeing game after game after game every night. It's been good fun over this Christmas Christmas New Year break. It's a fun time to be a, uh, a basketball fan. I mean, the, the league has never been 
better. It's, it's they're, they're setting attendance yep. records all over the place. Yep. Adelaide's getting sellouts all the time as well. And um, yeah, the product is excellent. The level of um, enthusiasm around the place is outstanding as well. Sapper, time for us to go. Thanks to Jace back in the studio for looking after us again. It's been the day's play for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. The Wildcats getting home, 182. We'll leave you with the highlights. Hi, Jacob Wiley. Long range three. Craig Kill brings down the rebound. Fake the three-pointer. Went all the way to the glass for two. Line little handoff to Starling was a little messy. Kicks it back out to Marshall for three. And the Adelaide 36ers take the lead. Bryce Cotton. It's a pick from Wagstaff. Now goes back to Jesse Wagstaff for three. Doolittle. Big board. Stripped by McCarran. Wow. Picked his pocket. Excellent work. Marshall feeds Starling for the dunk. Trey Kell kicks it to the corner. Sunday Detch. Wide open. Three. Michael Harris the board. They're off to the races. Harris all the way off the glass for two. Thought about the three, instead goes to Usher, and who knocks down the three? All of a sudden, it's a nine-point game. Wildcats still shooting the lights out. Marshall, little give to Starling, then to Humphreys, who just muscled his way. DJ Vasilovic kicks it back to Humphreys, thought about the triple. Drives to the paint and hits the little ball away. Pick from Starling, and drives to the foul line, handoff back to Starling. Beautiful pick and roll play for the Sixers. Rebound to Starling. Got it to Kell. The siren goes before Kell can get the shot up and missed anyway. Didn't matter. Bryce Cotton left alone, given too much room. And bang, down it goes again. Bryce Cotton left alone again. And again he makes the Sixers pay. Intercepted Marshall to Wiley. Big duck from Jacob Wiley down the other end, trying to get this crowd involved. Into the corner. Had a week to shoot as Jesse Wagstaff with another three for the Wildcats. Sarf. He looks at the three. And that looked beautiful out the hand and hit the bottom of the net. David Aguera. He hits a bomb. Well, everyone's joining the party in the Wildcats bench. Down the other end. The pass was to Galloway. Flowers stole it and stuffed it on top of Alex Arhead and told him about it. Got the pick from Humphreys. Back into him in the pick and roll. Humphreys finishes off. Been outstanding tonight for the Sixers. Jacob Wiley stole the ball from Pinder. The handoff to Flowers. He got upstairs. Back underneath. Humphreys. Two more for him. 24 points for Isaac Humphreys. Into the corner. Galloway. A good three-point shooter. No mistake. Quickly down the other end. Flowers trying to work some magic. That's blocked. Got his own board, then shot an air ball. That is the end of the game. Big winners, the Perth Wildcats. They travel to Cairns, get the win. They come down to Adelaide and back it up in style.